All Things Sports Podcast, Episode 9. We are here with a very special guest of mine, former QO alum, Johnny Hodges. He's here. Let's go, dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, Johnny, how about you introduce yourself to the listeners today instead of me just talking about you? How about you give them some info about you? Of course. So, as Ginger said, we went. Uh, we all went to school together back in the day, and uh, you're younger, but we still got along a little bit. I had classes together, and uh, went to QO School in Maryland. Uh, then I went to the Naval Academy. I played football and lacrosse there. And then after my freshman year, I just played football. Uh, did well there. Had some like falling outs with coaches, and I wasn't really too happy. But uh, entered the transfer portal, and then got an offer to TCU. And now I'm playing football down there, and just finished up my first spring, having a ball down there. And uh, then I got in- invited to the pot. Now we're, yes, he uh, did. This kid time. is a this kid is a beast. He was a beast <laughs> in high school, and he's on the big things. We're so proud of him. But um, let's just dive in. Let's ask you some questions. Um, you know, I want to start by asking, you know, the biggest, the biggest part, I feel like a huge challenge in general is transition. And from high school to college, you know, you're not going to really know what it's like unless you're obviously playing. So what was the transition like from QO to the Naval Academy? Um, it was really tough. I really struggled there. Um, it was definitely in the long run, it turned into like a really good experience for me because it taught me a lot of like about myself and, uh, overcoming adversity, doing things I didn't necessarily want to do. So sometimes like in life, you just have to do things, even if you don't think they're right, just because someone higher up than you is telling you to do that. And I think that really set me up because now I'm out of school where I have a lot more freedom and I'm doing well with it. Um, but it was tough. It was definitely tough. Uh, going back, I really wish I took my recruiting a little more serious, but, uh, I thought like maybe it was close and it'd be fine. And, uh, I mean, it worked out like I did well, but I I really struggled with the sport world, just kind of adapting to like the competition, uh, beating people out not being uncomfortable, like competing and being awkward with people. So, uh, that was probably the biggest adjustment there. Awesome, man. Grimmy, you got any questions, bro? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. What is what does the whole like transfer portal situation look like? Like how how does one decide like is there a declaration process and do coaches reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? Start to mix on it? Yeah, so the transfer portal right now for football is insane. Like thousands and thousands of kids are in that guy. Um so basically, like you just get some waivers from the school you're at that you're entering the transfer portal. And then uh, once you're in the portal, uh, it's not like a rivals or like a two, four, seven website. unless like, you're like the best of the best transfers. Um, but it's like, you're basically just can reach out to coaches, coaches reach out to you. So that I entered the transfer portal and I'd like dozens, like a ton of schools hit me up, but it was like schools you never even heard of. And then there'd be schools like you did hear of. Um, so I was in it for like I entered it after Thanksgiving and I on Christmas like when I committed so I was in it for like three four weeks and that shit fucking sucked dude like I wasn't getting stuff from schools I wanted to and then uh I was like all right well I guess I'm not going to get like these big offers that I thought I was going to get so 
I started resorting to like one double A's, like lower FBS schools. And even them, like I couldn't even get into like Delaware's or Massachusetts just because like their roster was already full. So they couldn't take another inside linebacker because there's so many kids in the portal and they got kids going from high school. Um, so it was like really scary and lonely. And I was like, shit, I guess I might not ever play football again. And then like this, this one came late, but, uh, I, what I did was I would just reach out to a bunch of schools. So like I made a list of schools I was interested in and I would just like find the coaches emails online and then just email them like every single day until, until I got this one. So then I saw this coach, she, my new coach now, Sonny Dykes was coaching at SMU and I was familiar with him and their staff because we were in the American conference. And then uh, once he got hired at TCU, he gave me an offer. So it was sweet, like perfect timing. But yeah. And then a lot of kids go in the portal. And even if they're like unreal at their school, they won't get anything just because I was saying like every single team's kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, if their positions full, like they can't take them even if they want them. So it's, uh, there's going to be some rules and stuff coming to that very soon. So I got lucky. I got in, leveled up, and got out. Yeah. Big 12 is definitely a step up from, Delaware or those other yeah, exactly. but it was like I was just trying to get a school like a school to get me a full ride and I couldn't because spots are taken up coaches leaving then GPAs like they didn't know who I was because Navy's a relatively smaller school but uh yeah the transfer portal is definitely crazy that's sick so um I think it's pretty cool to say that you've played an army navy game um and I can only imagine what that environment was like. I'm going to have to think that that's probably been the toughest environment you've ever played in. Um, can you maybe just describe what it's like to play in that kind of environment? Maybe if there's any other examples of playing on the big stage that stuck out to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, that game was definitely sick. So my sophomore year, I like went to Navy to play lacrosse originally, and then COVID happens. And I was like, you know, I'm going to play football. Fuck it. And uh, I walked on the team and I didn't start. And my first start was the Army Navy game. So that was that's fucking unreal. Like, I was that's like, crazy. I was literally like, fuck, dude. But it was COVID <laughs> year. So it wasn't like 85,000. It was like they kept it at, uh, it was at Army. I mean, the stadium was still full, but it was only students. So it was like real electric, but it wasn't like the NFL stadium. Then this year I entered the portal before the game happened. But that game, like, your first start being against army Navy is like, I don't know. It's just going to say a lot about you. It's like, it's like, it's more than a game. I'd say just cause the schools hype it up all year long. Like you'll win a game, lose a game, go through practice. And no matter what, like at the end of practice, same beat army. Like, so it's just a huge rivalry. And, uh, but at the end of the day, it's just another game. So once you get like the first couple hits, then you're, you're good. Just like every game. But, uh, that game was crazy to play in, honor to be a part of it. It's definitely like a historic legendary game, which is really cool. Um, but a couple other games, like we played at Notre Dame this year. That was, that was sick. That was nuts, yeah. They had real good fans. They they were yeah. pretty good. Um, that was probably the toughest environment just because it was the first time on like, like I played a bunch of nationally televised games, but it was like the first time, like the fans were like, it was, they were a really good team. Like we'd play, Houston or we would play Cincinnati and those teams are ranked real high, but like, it was just some, the fans were different. Uh, I didn't play at uh, Cincinnati though. So I can't speak about their fans, but um, when I played, we played like Houston at Houston and they're ranked and it, it just wasn't the same, but uh, these fans were crazy. That was probably the hardest, like 
road contest I played in. The Darby Navy game, definitely sweet. Definitely sweet. Yeah, that's that's awesome, bro. Honestly. Um, so I also have another question. So you're an inside linebacker, obviously. You watch NFL, you watch you've been watching college. Is there anyone you emulate your playing style after? Is anyone you take after? Anyone that you watch on TV, like I want to be like Bobby Wagner. I want to be like, you know, who do you want to be like in the league? Yeah, I think I want to be like any of those guys that are starting for an NFL team. That's how I think of it. But I really go back and forth with like having favorites. Like you said, I like watch Bobby Wagner. And I love watching him just because he's so fundamentally sound. Like his tackles are great, always calm, like, the hardest tackle for me is like uh, a check down pass and I'm in the open field. And like, when you watch Bobby Wagner, he's just so calm in those positions. He makes it look so easy. And those are really tough tackles. Um, so I'll watch him. Next thing I know, I'll be watching like everyone, white guy, Luke Keekley. He's a beast and uh, he's real athletic, but his biggest thing was just his like brain, just film study, knowing what you're going to do before you do it relying more on uh his study than his like raw ability which don't get me wrong he had a lot of but i really like that just because i've I've a lot lot of uh ability too but so does everyone at that level in this the division one level and Um, to just like add on to that so also has your like playing style changed like have you maybe developed more of like coverage or like are you like becoming a better like pass rusher like what do you think you've gained from all this experience in college? Yeah. Um, so definitely when I first started playing, the biggest thing was like, get the playbook down. I'd be like, you know what? Screw it. I wouldn't really worry about like my fundamentals, that stuff. I was just getting the playbook down. Cause if you get on the field and you're supposed to be like playing a man on a tight end, or you're supposed to be blitzing. And if the running back swings, you got to, you're checking out of your blitz and picking him up. Like a lot of, there's a lot of, different scenarios for each style of like call defensive call because whatever the offense lines up in so I was really worried about just getting the play call right and the coaches that I like at Navy were definitely hard on getting it right so I was always thinking um and then I'd say this year I really started honing in more on my fundamentals I definitely the first thing I really focused on was like my pass coverage because I've always been pretty fast so I was like I can get really good at this really fast and when you mess up pass coverage it's usually like you're fucked because you'll be leaving someone wide open. So I got much better at my pass coverage and then uh, started really working on tackling in the spring. I was doing really well as a pass rusher and edge rusher, like blitzing and stuff, which is in my position, but I'll probably get like out of 60 snaps a game. I'll probably get like eight to 10 blitzes, maybe more depending on what the offense lines up in. So um, now that I know it's like just being confident, not worried about the plays, the fundamentals is really coming in. And then watching those guys like Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley. I like watching uh, – who's the guy from Alabama? Foster that went to the Redskins for a little bit. He's a monster. Ruben Foster. Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Watching those guys. Erlacher, Ray Lewis, obviously everyone knows him. Uh, yeah. But definitely now I'm more focused on the fundamental side of things. But young college kids definitely go in. All they're worried about is – getting the playbook down because that's the hardest thing to figure out yeah and so kind of sticking with the topic of pros I guess and I don't want to butcher this but what was it like to play with uh Diego Fago yeah it was it was a pleasure man I mean he's a great competitor uh really good football player really smart football player uh 
and we had we had some like good chemistry, good times together. It, it was good playing with him. And I'm I'm really hoping he gets a fair shot because that kid's unreal. He, I think he has a chance to be in the NFL for a little while here. But uh, really cool, and I learned a lot from him just in how he like his approach to practice and games, uh, his factor like intimidation factor stuff like that that you pick up on just being around him and I was lucky that he's a little bit older so I I got to like be around him a lot um but definitely cool playing with him and I'm fingers crossed that he does well with the uh, Ravens yeah I yeah. just remember watching a couple of Navy games and every single play on defense he would always just be always, in the screen. always 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 in the always in the right uh position oh yeah that's awesome so a big headline in the news, obviously, uh, with Nick Saban and uh, Fisher going on, Jumbo Fisher going on right now, um, about paying their athletes. And I just wanted to ask you about the NIL. I mean, we're seeing all these deals um, that are happening. I don't know if you follow college basketball, but Trace Jackson Davis just returned to Indiana. Um, a lot of people thought he was going to go to the draft, but clearly there's an NIL deal there that's going to get him paid. Um, I just wanted to know, like, your thoughts on, like, you know, how this is going to affect certain teams, maybe even TCU going forward um, about getting different recruits and, you know, how it's going to really just shift recruiting in general. And like, maybe if yeah. you've been affected by it also. Um, so my thoughts on it are, I think it's going to get regulated really soon because it's getting a little uh, out of hand. Um, if things keep going the way they are, there's only going to be a couple of schools that can compete and it's going to be the schools who have the boosters pay the most money exactly so that's one i know nebraska's doing a really good job with nil uh and getting kids rumoredly they get every single person who starts on their teams getting a six-figure nil deal with some someone uh a kid at texas the running back he just got an nil deal with lamborghini so who knows what he's pocketing but uh wow. right now it's definitely like really good for the players because you can really take advantage uh of it because there's no rules or regulations because it's so new but now that the coaches are calling each other out not necessarily looking so good on uh, national TV. Like you said, kids are going to not go in the pros and be a late round draft pick if they're like a big name on their college campus because they'll get paid more money to stay in college than they would to go in the pros and maybe make the team. So I think that's going to also affect it because the pros, they don't like the NFL, NBA, they don't want like kids not trying to come to their league because they're making more money. And then a bunch of people at the draft this year, it seemed like when they got drafted, it wasn't as like emotional. Not just because they're already getting paid, you know, they've already, exactly. they've already gotten yeah. stuff for their parents. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely there's going to be some rules going on. And then what was the last part of the question you were saying? Um, how Maybe TCU, how it, TCU yeah. yes. So TCU isn't Texas A&M. Like we haven't been by seven, five-star recruits. But, uh, I mean, the, everyone essentially has, like, uh, NIL. I got one with this, like, shock visor company, and they just, like, give me free merchandise, and then I just got some NFT one that I'm setting up. But uh, I, w I won't get more calls until I play in, in the fall. I had, a, I had a great spring. So, once I have oh, a couple of games in the fall, then, yeah. But, uh, yeah, ton of kids. Our running back has something with some card thing. He gets paid, like, four grand a month for it. But it's not six figures. But that's still, like, a ton of kids have some stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. What kind of regulations or rules do you think could be put in place? Or like, what would you like to see? What would I like to see? I don't know. I just don't want to see people being bought in college. Cause I think the biggest thing about college sports is like, 
other than Alabama, you never know who's going to be like that team that year. Like March Madness, like there's been a repeat team in like 20 years. Uh, in football, there's like always new teams in the final four, except Alabama. Like it's the same like 10, 20 teams that are always good. But I feel like if you start buying players, then it's going to only be like six teams that are going to be good. Like USC, Alabama, the, the teams that are buying the players right now. So what they can do to fix it, I have no idea. I mean, I don't really think like that. My, my thought process for me right now, I'm not, I'm not really worried about that yeah. stuff. I just want to keep getting better, get to the next level. But uh, I'm sure they'll come with some regulations being like, oh, the player has to be – can only make X amount of money off their name, something like that. And then it's going to take probably like five, ten years until they get it right. with something that actually sticks and works where people are happy. Because right now the players are happy. Coaches aren't happy because it's going to be tough for these other programs in the Power Five to compete with the schools. So they're they're definitely going to do something. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy, honestly. Like yeah, how it's like all if you're being... in the SEC, if you're in the SEC and you're a, a Vanderbilt or a Missouri, there's no way you'll ever win. They have no shot. They have no they have no chance. Uh, so it's they're going to they're going to do something to give other teams a chance, but. Wow. So I kind of wanted to shift it to you, um, your future, um, what you want to do. So what are your plans? What are your goals, really, whether it's a career in football or what else um, you may desire? Like, what do you think is your main goal going forward? Um, I don't know. I mean, I have my football goals right now. Like I have my season goals, which I like like looking at all the time. I write in my notebook all the time, look at them during the day, just cause stuff like that when it's, it's not easy, like not going out on a weekend when everyone else is going out or waking up early to do an extra, some workout. Cause some days you're just like, bro, fuck this shit. But when you see your goals, you're like, all right, I know what I'm doing it for all that jazz. A, a lot of people do it. Um, and then it just makes me excited for the future. Cause right now I'm so focused on football. That's all I'm thinking about for the future. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, I have three years eligibility left because the COVID's given everyone like a six year essentially. So I'll graduate. I'm going to be a late grad because I transferred my junior year in credits. You can't transfer all of your credits. So I transferred 60. So I'll graduate next December and then I'll still have another season left. I'll get a master's. So um, hopefully football's in the future, but if not, I have a pretty good backup plan. TCU's a good Texas private school. So in a really good area right outside of Dallas and Fort Worth. So right now it's all football. And then, whatever comes comes yeah i love that it's perfect mm -hmm. you got you got your priorities straight it's great so last question you were talking about your goals that you written down um so for tcu this upcoming season what do you guys hope to accomplish obviously we know what the big big goal is but maybe mm -hmm. you know a goal that you have set your sights on whether yeah, it's a personal so goal or a team goal either or um, team goal, I mean, they've been five and seven the last three years. And TCU is historically a dominant force in the college football scene. From like 2006 to 2018, they were unreal every single year. So we're, we're working to get that back. I mean, if you make your goal, oh, we want to make a bowl game, you'll go six and six to make a bowl game. If you're like, oh, we want to win eight games, then you'll probably win eight games and go eight and four. But you're eight and four still at the end of the day. I think our goal is definitely win the big 12. That's what we're focused on. Win the big 12. Uh, and then that way it's clear. It's specific. You don't have to worry about, Oh, we only wanted to win nine games and go nine and three. 
you know, so that's our team goal. And then they haven't beaten SMU in like two or three years. And the SMU just had their, I mean, they're pretty good, but uh, they're a group of six school, the American conference and TCU's TCU. So that's our week three game. That's definitely going to be like an early season goal. So we got beat SMU, uh, big 12 champs, all that stuff. And I think, I think we'll, we'll do that. And then just, we, we play Colorado at Colorado week one. Um, and they're not the best team. They're in the Pac-12 and they're lower, but it's going to be tough playing in Colorado in September <laughs> just because of the altitude, all that stuff. Um, but team-wise, definitely start off strong, which TCU's done fast, and then Big 12 champs. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's definitely – we are all rooting for you, my guy. And, you know, just in 2017, TCU was the ninth-ranked team, so – you know, I, I feel like you guys can get right back there and hope to watch you in the big screen, man. So Can't thank wait. you, Johnny. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, wish you all best of luck going forward. And we're excited, man. We're all excited. So keep doing it. Yeah, boys. Bro. I can't I can't wait to see this guy blow up too. I feel one of the first <laughs> one of the first guests. One yeah. day big time. We're gonna be like having the mics and stuff. It's gonna be great. So uh oh, yeah. thanks for having me on. And uh, of I course, can bro. Too. Of course, of course. We're both in this. We we got our goals also. We'll, we'll be of course. Joe Rogan. We're building our studio right now. <laughs> Let's go. Build the studio. Just got to get everyone be in the, the playoff. Studio. We're gonna be like Joe Rogan. It's the same. Yeah. Show. Let's go. All right, Bye, boys. Johnny. Take care, bro. Thank See you. Man.